I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real Lives with Adam Conn. I hope you're all doing well, or at least as well as you can be. It's been a tough week for a lot of people, and it's completely understandable. Uh, so this week, I've got a big burst of positivity in this episode. My guest is Holly, and Holly works for a theatre company called Theatre for Life, and a large portion of what she does is going around schools, educating young people on mental health. And there's a lot of information about that, both in the episode and in the description. One thing Holly forgot to mention is the fact that Theatre for Life are also offering workshops, free workshops, every Wednesday. You can find the information for those at theatreforlife.co.uk. The link will also be in the description. Now, Holly's just one of the best people I've met, to be honest. She's always trying to maintain a positive outlook, and she talks a lot about that in today's episode too. So if you've been struggling at any point, you might find this useful to hear. She's also a huge advocate for BLM, and I'll put her Instagram name in the description. She's got a huge collection of resources on her Instagram page, which I've also found very useful myself, I have to admit. Now, we we talked so much that I've actually made a second episode out of our discussion, which I'll release in a couple of weeks' time. You know, you know that thing where if you're on the phone to someone or whatever, and then you say goodbye, but then you end up talking for like another 20 minutes? That's pretty much what happened to us. So I've put that conversation along with a tangent that we went off on to release in a couple of weeks for you as well. As always, you can find where to contact me in the episode description. And if you liked what you hear, please get in touch. Or if you didn't like what you hear, either way, I'd love some feedback. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. It's funny you say about the whole worrying about what you're going to say, especially in like today's culture. Oh, because yeah. I said something, I've said this a couple of times now, um, sort of about the issues going on surrounding uh, the anti-racist rallies mm. and movements and Black Lives Matter movements. Mm. I, I just really have not really posted much because yeah. I'm just terrified whatever I say, whatever I post is going to be wrong. I th- Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I probably am the polar opposite in that I share anything I can. Like, I, Even on my Instagram now, mm. I've got um, 
I've got a link, like a highlight um, link so that I save things to it because my memory as well is awful. And so if I see something like, oh, that's really useful, I want to, you know, even if it's a list of Netflix things to watch, everyone will interpret um, their own kind of opinions or perspectives or like educate themselves differently. Someone might read. If someone doesn't like reading, they'll want to look at audio. So that's just kind of why I probably overshare. And it's so weird, but like you, 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 it's not all about obviously who follows you and followers, but like people have been unfollowing me probably because I'm so like, I wouldn't even say I'm outspoken. I think I'm just kind of, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm done with the world. If that makes sense, like to be dramatic. Um, It's just, I, I'm very much for like positive positivity and like positive outlets and things. And I just think, you know, for every right thing that might be um, going on in the world, it's like five wrongs kind of thing. So, um, and again, I've waffled and I've lost my travel. <laughs> I think a lot of people obviously are scared to say the wrong thing. Even I am like, and from things that I've like seen as well in the posts that I share, I can see that I've done wrong in the past by asking a question that's actually like, you know, not what you should be asking someone so I think so long as you learn from it and then also so many I think you just need to if you've got good intentions if you've got the like heart behind it people will kind of see that and then you've just got to be mature and make you know make mistakes really I think you know if you do you just got to own up and say you've done it um but I guess that's my outlook on things (laughs) just say sorry through life yeah, pretty much. And How British. <laughs> constantly apologising for everything. <laughs> yeah. We've got, um, I've actually got a couple of listeners in America and Australia and they find it absolutely fascinating how we are. So going back to, you said you had people unfollow you. Were, yeah. were, they, were they people you actually knew or just randomness? I, honestly, I, I have not got, one, the energy to care and two, um, I... I never really look at my followers kind of thing. I never really, the, I'll tell you the reason why that I kind of noticed was because I was on something like 997 and I was like, oh, I'm three people off. Once I get to 1K, that's when I'm going to launch my blog because um, that's obviously what I've been doing um, in lockdown and just kind of trying to write some things and like put that all together. But I was like, oh, just to, because me and my organized brain, I'm like, oh, that will make me launch it kind of thing as a like celebration or whatever. And so that's the only reason why I looked at how many I had. And I was like, oh, nine, nine, seven, yeah, three people off. And then, so now obviously I'm trying to like wait for when it gets to 1K so I can like launch my blog. I'm probably just going to have to do it anyway because otherwise it's waiting for something that's, you know, however far away. But, um, and so then, yeah, just ever since obviously what I share on my Instagram, um, which when it first came about, I I felt a bit guilty if I was to put a selfie up or to, go on a walk and take a picture of it and share my normal life because of everything going on I didn't want to kind of take away from that um so I didn't so now it is a mix but I'm I'm still sharing what I can but yeah it's gone down by like 10 people and then yeah I mean I needed a clear out anyway to be honest (laughs) especially on my Facebook (laughs) so the fact they're doing it for me saves me half the job doesn't it if people are unfollowing you because you're sharing these black lives matter things that then like you don't want those people following yeah, you in the first exactly, place. Yeah. But uh, yeah. 
you say about you want to start the blog when you hit a thousand followers. I think I think it was more for the fact I came up with that before I'd started anything. I hadn't designed it. I hadn't um, created it. I hadn't planned it. I hadn't planned any because I obviously want it to intertwine and eventually maybe do like YouTube videos um, that coincide. And so I just wanted to kind of get my bearing. I just have a very, um, like I say, I guess, organized brain in the fact I have to lay it out. I have to see what like what's going on, how they coincide and things. So I was just like, this was before I'd even started. I was like, oh yeah, we'll do it when that happens. Um, but yeah, like you say, I'll probably just hmm. dive in when I when I feel backed up. <laughs> it's funny you say about getting it all to line up because that's kind of what I'm doing. But after I actually start everything, mm. I actually started writing before I started doing the podcast, but I haven't published any of my writing yet. Um, oh, you should. But I'm doing... I'm actually making a website right now and it's going to have a page from my podcast, a page from my blog. And then when yeah. it's on YouTube, it's going to have links to the YouTube channel. And but, Yeah. There's a lot to do. You don't really realize, do mm. you? When you say, watch just your favorite YouTuber, there's, you know, it's hard full time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I've got 29 followers on Twitter. I've got 29 followers on Twitter. Uh, well like, so I've, I've literally never used it until now. It, 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 the yeah, American I don't have Twitter. There's joined in April 2010 or something like that. And I've got 29 followers. But I, I, I'm still sharing these episodes on Twitter for the 29 people to see. Like, so don't worry about your thousands. Uh, and it's also because it's, the ones that actually uh, get the most listens, the episodes that get the most listens, are the ones who've got the most followers because I tag, I tag everyone mm. in each episode. Mm. well honestly that that's how you start somewhere so it's mm. kind of like i mean obviously i'd you know say yes anyway just to have a good catch up with you or whatever <laughs> but you know all these people saying asking me to do this do that like even outside of lockdown i was you know i'm quite into i don't want i'm trying to say it for the podcast for people that maybe don't know obviously you know i'm into theater but like for people that don't know i'm really into my theater and so you have to do so many freebies but then that's how you network and that's how yeah. you find contacts or that's how someone will remember you because oh I remember that intern that you know never got paid or whatever she was actually really good at that for example so yeah you've got to start somewhere and it develop. you know if it's meant to be it'll go somewhere so yeah so I'm glad you mentioned the theatre because it saves me from having to artificially drive us that way <laughs> so Talk to me about We're just going to slide on. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you started it all in uni. Yeah, you went to uni back down here in Chichester. Oi, oi, shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, then you went back home to go live with your parents, yeah? Yeah. So um, obviously I was at uni for three years doing a theatre course. Um, I stayed up in Chichester for a year with my job and um, my first show that I started um joining which was with the for life which was silent mind in southampton um but yeah i did that for a year and there was nothing wrong with um you know moving out and everything but it wasn't it wasn't what i wanted if that makes sense it took all my money and i have no problem renting somewhere that takes all my money if i'm maybe living with friends or living with someone that i like <laughs> um or that i have a, like an, an a apartment rather than just a room like I was um just renting the room essentially obviously it was a shared house um so I had no input who I was living with and it just was not ideal so um yeah that's why I kind of chose to 
come back here and then now I know what I want and now I know what I like <laughs> in a house um I'll just be saving for that time where I can move out again but also it's allowing you to being back at home is allowing you to kind of chase everything outside of that chase working with the theater and stuff yeah I mean Southampton still isn't that far from Guildford um obviously it's not down the road but then I don't think you're ever going to get it all on your doorstep you've got to sort of you know make the effort kind of thing to start things so what were you working on just before lock was were you working on anything before lockdown so obviously the silent mind that i keep saying um i had just got a directing job for um directing peter pan the musical at dorking halls um again 20 minutes up the road from me um and that was kind of exciting for me because it was okay different because it was a directing job as opposed to me actually being on stage but that was going to be my first job um with the school that the Dorking Hall school had just opened so that's how I got the job but they do schools kind of all over you know rare productions the south area so I could have gone to Aldershot I could have gone to Woking Basingstoke and then that's how people sort of they start I think part-time and this was just like a 10-15 week period um of like rehearsing and then putting the shows on but yeah you just never know where that would have gone maybe i think we're gonna try and do it next year with more shows or different location but that's what i mean guildford for me is quite central to all these other locations so that kind of helps so silent mind you said you keep saying silent mind talk to us about Mm -hmm. that what is that so silent mind is i've been a part of it for two years now um, the reason I'm laughing is because I feel like with, you know, as much enthusiasm as I can, but this is what I'm talking about a lot recently. <laughs> and I just, I do, I do think it's so important though. It's so, um, oh, what's the word? I don't want to say predominant, but it's so kind of like area of focus in today's world, but it's about sort of uh, mental health and well-being, and basically shows ways to overcome not necessarily overcome and be like oh yay I don't have mental health anymore like that's you know a fairy tale that's not gonna necessarily happen um but the actual show looks into all different roots of mental health um illnesses and ways that you can overcome it you know either through therapy or um well-being like meditation and um things yeah things like that it started off as a kind of theatre and education piece we performed it in um the Nuffield at Southampton uh the big theatre there which is now in administration which oh, is really God. sad yeah so that's kind of put a spanner in the works but that's how it originally started and we worked with a college um a group of college students to do that and then yeah we just kind of developed it from there and like got a couple of contacts wanting to bring it to their schools we performed to teachers for a teacher training day i guess it's just easier to see it as opposed to read about it or learn i guess a powerpoint which again is still educational but you know actually seeing it you can see um signs i guess in the actors on stage and you know little things gestures and stuff that maybe you wouldn't notice before so i think that's why schools were really interested in it and then yeah the 2020 piece we've kind of developed it it's still along the same theme of uh, mental health and well-being and mindfulness but we look we're looking more we're still devising and writing it because we were supposed to perform it this week i think oh. um 
yeah so it's really just it's just so strange putting it all in perspective I guess like we were supposed to be on stage we're hoping still to perform when um we wanted to in November um but again you just never know how it's gonna all come about um but yeah we're looking more into kind of like poverty in Southampton and kind of disadvantaged communities um because it is a community-led sort of theatre group theatre for life um so yeah that in I want to say in a nutshell but that wasn't (laughs) (laughs) that was that was not rounded up (laughs) well you know things like this you can't just summarize in a sentence Mm. you know especially something as fragile and detailed as uh mental health education Mm, you know that's not just something you can say yeah x y and z this is the final product and again everyone's different i think that's why we also want to explore you know we explore eating disorders body dysmorphic disorder um, anxiety bipolar depression they're all so different from each other but then also intertwined and i think that's what we found with the first you know the 2019 silent mind piece is like actually how if you suffer with you know if you're diagnosed with this it doesn't mean you don't have that kind of thing it's like you know and all of that is done sort of in the form of a fictional story yeah i mean we we draw from stories i guess personal experiences um for example we even from 2019 we worked with solent mind uh which is obviously part of mind charity but in the southampton area and we worked with this amazing um woman called abby Abby Oakley and she um, is very open with us about her sort of mental health um, disorders that she's had um, she's had bipolar um, anxiety like I say all intertwined in one and we sort of draw from you know she was very much a part of the piece with her stories and you know experiences um, obviously our own as well and then we also we had other kind of theatre artists come in and like help us devise just through a workshop. Um, for example, we worked with Luke Brown company who wasn't necessarily for the writing of the piece, but it was more the movement, but that's what he, he specializes in. Um, and, you know, we did, we tried to do music therapy, which could be beneficial for some pieces, but it wasn't for ours in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, just maybe documentaries, you know just draw material from everywhere to be honest and I think that's why it you know the first piece we ever did our most well I think all of the feedback I don't even want to say most I think all of the feedback was so well um is it reciprocated is that the word I'm looking for (laughs) um and everyone said that they connected and resonated somehow through it and that's you know that was our main goal was to empower people at the end of it what was the general feedback that you got from the teachers and the schools honestly i don't want to like try and lie to you because i'm not but they were all really really um supportive obviously people you know would come out crying um not to say oh it's a really sad piece but like they resonated with it i think we had one teacher whose daughter um had i think an eating disorder and so to see it obviously she was like it's upsetting because for example her and her family have gone through that but then also it's so beneficial in the ways that she now knows what she can do to help or that you know she's not the only person going through it and um that's like like, (laughs) what like i've already said um 
the director from the get-go is like this piece is not to drag you down and make you ashamed of the fact that you've got a mental health disorder or anything like that it's to empower you and it's to make you feel positive and be like actually like badass and be like I okay I've got this but that doesn't mean that defines me kind of thing um and yeah so that's what mainly people came back and gave us feedback for which was really nice to hear that it actually helps people no it's it's good because I mean I don't really remember any form of education or mental health issues being at school no no I mean obviously I I did theatre way back even from you know my GCSEs and secondary school that was the first time I was like I want to do theatre which was like over 10 years now so let's not talk about that <laughs> um but yeah I mean all that we kind of we had a Shakespeare um theatre company come in I think we had a theatre company come in and do something about drink driving um but I, I do think it's more apparent now, which is a step in the right direction because yeah. um, it does need to be addressed and talked about and normalised, I think, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the ones I vaguely remember were, I think there was one on just bullying. Yeah. One on arson for some fucking reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, you know, they brought in like this theatre company and they did a piece on arson. And I was like, and I remember thinking, like, why, what, we know not to set shit on fire. Why, we, we yeah. were 16 at the time. Why are you telling us this? And then there was one on uh, safe sex, which I, I could un- understand showing it to a bunch of 15, 16 year olds. This, this is what I wanted to kind of like say as well. I don't know whether this is just me or whether it actually is a thing or not, but I don't want like, theatre and education pieces sort of being seen as like a cop out almost. And like these people, because obviously, you know, hard work goes into it. And so I, I don't want people thinking, oh, if you tour around schools, it's the schools being like, um, oh, I don't want to teach that. Let's just get a theatre and education company come in and perform. Because I, I think I said it at the start, I do think you learn by seeing it as opposed to just sitting down with the textbook. Um, but I think they are so important. And I think there there are some topics that teachers just can't teach. Do you know what I mean? You, you yeah. can't teach, like like you said, oh, mental health is X, Y, Z. It is something for you to more be aware about and like pick up on um, people's characteristics and things as opposed to actually saying, you know, sit down and have a lecture on it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said before, something as delicate as uh, mental health education. Mm. Sometimes it, it will take that kind of experience for it to sink in or to have a bigger effect or people talking yeah. from their own experiences as well. Like you said, you can't just learn it from a textbook, from a how to deal with the point of view, from literally a psychological point of view of studying. Yes. Like, you know, that's what I did in college. It was very mm. clinical because that was the whole point, clinical psychology. But I mean, my, my sick form tutor, quite possibly the most intelligent man I've ever met. He was absolutely brilliant. He told us all about his experiences with um, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. And that is a thing. Yeah. Oh my, that and is a thing. It was incredible. And him said, because like, I didn't really know about it until then. And he was telling us all about it in such a matter of fact way. And he was saying, oh, this is what happened to me. And he was like, I couldn't explain what was going on. Went to the doctors and this happened. And then he was like, yeah, now I'll sit next to my light box, read my book for an hour and everything's great. <laughs> I think that also is so important to pick up on as well. Um, just sort of snowballing off of you. But like 
from when I was at school, you know, at the age of like 15, 16, 10, however, eight, nine, whatever years ago, um, I just think you do grow and you do develop, but I am so much for a kind of positive outlook now. I mean, I might moan at work and I might um, get annoyed at, you know, someone because they've said something or whatever, like that is normal. But I you think- work in hospitality, you... you're going to get angry a lot. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> um, but I think what you interpret and what you choose to surround yourself with, whether that be a friendship group or, um, you know, who you follow on social media, you, I do believe like energy around you, whatever you sort of suck in and everything like that is who you are as a person. And I think if you are someone who finds yourself in negative atmospheres, look at maybe what you what you take in from life um and kind of make amendments because yeah all, all i want to do is have fun do you know what i mean i just yeah. want to be happy and this is why the world at the minute is getting me down because i'm like anywhere i turn if there's something good in the world there is you know it's surrounded by wrong and i'm just like why are people like this <laughs> why can we not all just get like that scene in mean girls i don't know you're a guy i don't know if you're familiar with it all the girls listening would 100 percent know what i'm talking about um there's a girl in it that just goes i just want to bake a cake with rainbows and smiles and we can all eat it and be happy and that is literally me that is my <laughs> alter ego <laughs> well it's kind of like um we were talking the other day about it and i kind of said how there is that like internal battle of you want to look after yourself and your own mental well-being but you also kind of need to educate yourself and be aware of everything that's going wrong in the world and it's that horrible yeah. battle of i think it's the actual realization of what's you know maybe we've all been blindsided to yeah. it actually there's no maybe we have we've all been blindsided to something in the world like my um there's a friend that i went to uni with and she's got um an amazing theater company with another friend from uni called plastica galactica and um they you know that's one of their shows and they basically are all for the environment and veganism and everything like that and literally the world was just getting me down the other day i don't know if you saw again on my instagram that's kind of where i'm most i'm most there um i just went and i went on a walk and i took a carry bag and i just filled it with rubbish and you know something that i actually didn't ever think about or notice when you actually just walk down the street you notice how much litter is on the floor and especially now with lockdown kind of being relaxed and things people are just especially with the nice weather people are just going and trashing the place you know and ruining it for the next person who might want to also go for a picnic by that pond with some ducks do you know what i mean but we can't enjoy it the same if people are just going to trash it with litter and like barbecues you know yeah just being blindsided to things you know like i say something i didn't ever notice or probably should have noticed i'm now so vouching for them to make it big because it's it's such an important thing Mm. well it's like you said if you pay too much attention to social media it's the Mm. dark side of social media um oh for sure man it it breaks you yeah i don't say that lightly either that's the thing I was thinking about, you know, I was watching some videos the other day in, about the um, uh, police brutality. Yeah. Uh, you know, man, it just makes you feel physically sick. I think, yeah, this is, this is the thing as well. And me and my family had a discussion about it at the dinner table the other day. 
for which actually yeah at the end I just I just broke down because I was like it isn't even what we're talking about you know there are some families which are probably very opinionated and very trying to form each other to have the right opinion in their eyes um but ours was just a kind of diplomatic just chat basically but yeah at the end it's it's so hard especially social media there's always two sides to different stories there's always going to be people for whatever side and just because i am obviously in support of blm does not mean that i'm in support of violence but again you just have to you do have to take yourself away from situations and do your research and you know educate yourself but then you do have to kind of understand i'm not from a private um a underprivileged background where this has been built up for years and years and years um and yeah I, I don't think i have a right to sit here as a white person um a white privileged person and dictate what's right and wrong to anyone protesting i can form an opinion but that doesn't mean my opinion is right do you know You've what i mean also got to be careful about what's being portrayed in the media because there were some media outlets that were saying how you know, multiple horses were getting mauled to death or whatever, mm. but it was one horse. And then there was the uh, the police officer who fell off her horse. Yeah. That, she, that was what, I mean, the horse, the horse got spooked. Was, That's all it was. Yeah, and then the, the horse, horse ran away. It was either spooked. Yeah. It was either spooked or, yeah, it, it went into a lamppost or uh, traffic light or something. But also, what it doesn't tell you, okay, the horses are spooked, whether that's the noise, whether that's, um people you know it's a protest people are going to be chanting and things like that you know whatever could trigger it off but then they also charge their horses at women and children in the protest mm. and that's something you don't see as well or hear and it's just kind of you know it, it's very overwhelming um i'll say that you know from the output and that doesn't mean i'm oh it's overwhelming i'm not going to stop you know posting what i do on my social media is talking about it making discussions but you do have to put your mental health first sometimes and um, you know to take away from it my mum said to me the other day when I broke down at this conversation she was just like you can't oh what did she say it was something like you can't um save everyone by yourself so not meaning it you can't save everyone as in you can't try for everyone of course you can but you can't take every every problem in the world and fix it yourself it has to come from everyone trying yeah. that utmost but that doesn't mean yeah that doesn't mean push yourself um over what your mental capability is gonna let you to do really you should yeah. follow an account called waste free marie Marie. I'll send you the link later. I was going to um, say, I was like, let me write yeah. it down or I can't. <laughs> I'll send you the link later. But um, I was in bed the other night and I just couldn't sleep. It was about 2 a.m. She's American um, and she started a live video. And I don't think I've ever watched live a live video on Instagram before. So I was like, mm. yeah, start watching this. You know, you get the little notification. Where it says, yeah. It and it was a very brief one. She was just talking about ally is a verb, not a noun she was saying you're not an ally just because you're sharing one thing and then going back to the normal. She was like, to be an ally mm. is to ally. She was like, you know, this needs to be a continuous thing. You need to get the idea of being an ally as a noun out of your head 
Mm. And you need to actively ally from this day forward, which was a really interesting concept. So yeah. Like would be an interesting concept for people who just kind of think, yeah, I've done my piece by sharing this. Now I'm going to go back to my regular. Yeah. I've done my thing. bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it needs to be constant for sure. And I think that's again, back, going back to mental health and things, I think that is, um, something that we can all do even you know amongst our friendship groups i found in lockdown um if someone messages me saying oh um i had one from a work colleague saying oh i just i think you're great or whatever you know she was blowing my trumpet Hmm. and but it was so nice to have kind of thing and so i've found that in lockdown i've actively gone and messaged people who probably think what's she messaging me for but actually you don't know whoever you message is having a bad day you don't know um how they're feeling i know that my whole life has gone up and down up and down throughout lockdown and sometimes just even a message from someone can pick yeah pick them up put them in a good mood kind of kind of thing so even like you're kind of saying with ally um you just need you just need to i guess pick each other up and just because for example, in a friendship group, if you're not talking every day, it doesn't mean you're not being supported kind of thing. Um, I think was where I was going with that. Yeah, it goes back to what you said. I think you mentioned something like it earlier about you need to surround yourself with positive people in order to mm. have a good outlook. You, there's that yeah. sort of cliche you see every so often, which is if you put a rotten piece of fruit in the middle of a healthy bowl of fruit, it will make the other pieces of fruit rot quicker. You know? I thought of that. That's good. Um, but you, it's, it's a really interesting or really important concept to consider. And I see it shared a lot by all sorts of people on social media that I follow, like creators or a lot of entrepreneurs say this as well. Don't surround yourself by people who are pulling you down. Don't surround yourself with mm. cynical people. You need to surround yourself by people who are going to give you a boost up and going to challenge you you know and, and yeah what should sure. I say do you really want to be friends with someone who's gonna critique you at every step just for the sake of trying to make you feel bad or do you want to yeah. be friends with someone who's like yeah you can do this be you know who are gonna support you emotionally I think that's it I think it's so especially now obviously say you with your podcast me with my blog you know my friends started a YouTube channel and I said this when I took over theater for life um on their Instagram because it kind of um, counteracts one of the questions but or coincides sorry um and basically it is it's it's i think it's brave to like you start your own business and just take the dive or whatever the saying is um and be able to go and do these things you need people i'm not saying everyone's gonna want to see you you know do a youtube video but then those people don't have to watch you do you know what i mean i don't think it's for people to judge and for people to um say oh what's she doing and put her down i mean it's it i guess it's linked with bullying in school you know it's the same kind of characteristics just if you don't like it just don't watch it distance yourself from it but don't put someone else down for doing it because it's something they're passionate about and it's what they want to do um they shouldn't be made to feel embarrassed on their own video do you know what i mean for example i'm going to send you the link to a couple of other accounts that I follow that I think you're going to find really interesting. I talk about this man a lot, Gary Vaynerchuk. I should probably specify I'm not sponsored by him in any way because <laughs> I talk about him a lot, but he, we see you, we see you looking. <laughs> he's, um, you know, he's an entrepreneur and he 
although he doesn't like being referred to as an entrepreneur. You know, he's, he's very prominent, prolific on social media. And his biggest message he conveys is empathy. That, that's his biggest one. He kind of, he goes through stages. If you followed his career for a while now, it used to be hard work. Don't make stupid decisions. Don't be materialistic. Don't spend your money on stupid shit if you want to start a business, whatever. Mm. But the past sort of six months to a year, he's been really focused on compassion and empathy. And he was saying, you know, why would you want to bring another person down? What, why? What's wrong with you? Why, why would you want to start making fun of someone who's trying and sharing themselves mm. on, online? And people ask him how he deals with with the haters, how he deals with the haters and the yeah. hateful comments. Which again is such a big thing. And his, his response is always empathy. He was like, he's like, I feel sorry for them. He was like, how yeah. terrible must their own life be in order to try and make me feel bad about my life? Yeah. You know, why would you want to insult me online? How sad are you? Like how genuinely sad is your own life in order to try and bring someone else down to your level? And he says he just feels sorry for everyone who's hateful online which is a really way to look at it. Yeah. Um, I think there's a Winston Churchill quote. I don't know whether that is who it's by. I'm hoping it is so I don't look like an idiot. But <laughs> me and my mum say it to each other when times might get a bit hard or whatever. Um, and again, it's not word for word, but it's something like attitude is a small thing or like attitude is a small word that can make such a big difference. And I think it's, it's something along the lines of that, but it's so true it's a perspective thing like you say you can either if someone said something horrible about you you can either suck it in and have that always constantly I guess on your mind and causing things like an anxiety or like a um self-doubt or anything like that or like you've just said um with this guy you can feel sorry for them and actually get to the root of why they feel the need to be horrible that surely their life is so negative and so something's not right there that they feel the need they can go and just type something mean to someone um you know people that do death threats to celebrities and vloggers and things like that it's i mean you want to think that people aren't that fucked up basically that they'll do that but some people are like that i think and you've just got to think if I'm not like that as a person, then I'm already one up on them. Do you know what I mean? And that's the only time I think you can ever um, think you're one up on someone and think, oh, I'm better than that person. Obviously, you need self-confidence and stuff. But um, that, yeah, like I say, that is the only time I would agree and say you can categorically sit there and say I'm better than this person. Yeah, exactly. What other sort of things do you do in your own life to... If you're so big on trying to keep a positive outlook, what mm. would you do if you're, you know, getting bogged down? What advice would you give to others? Um, I think it all, for me, it all comes down to knowing in yourself the things that you like and not comparing yourself to others. Like I think we said at the very start, someone might like reading. That doesn't mean you need to like reading too. You might prefer mm. to watch a film. But I think once you know what brings you joy in your life or who brings you joy then that is some that is the biggest factor for me. Obviously, everyone who knows me know that I love my baths and I love <laughs> self-care um, and all my products and things like that. So I think for me personally, if I'm having a bad day, 
I will have a really nice long bath. Um, candles I like because I like, I love scents. I like the smell of fresh washing. I like the smell of candles, diffusers, um, bath bombs, you know. So if I use any of those products, I'm going to be happy. Um, skincare, you want to feel fresh. Um, and yeah, like for, so yeah, for me, something like self-care, like a bath or whatever, really always usually sorts me out. If you have a favorite film, a favorite food you know if you're maybe on a diet or um trying to eat better and you have a bad day i'm not saying every day needs to be a bad day because then obviously you're not going to achieve the goals that you want to do <laughs> but if you're having a bad day and you know that cookie dough is your is the only thing that's going to make you happy just have it do you know what i mean don't deprive yourself of what makes you happy i think or again like we said with friends if there's a particular person that um brings you up even if they're busy even if they're at work like my best friend's a nurse and um obviously can't be glued to her phone the whole time so if I'm having a bad day that doesn't mean she can be able to just drop everything but if I message her and I say hey how are you and then just start a conversation it's all I think about distracting as well rather than sitting there in your self-pity for whatever reason um there's so many things that I can say, but then I get, I'm not, I'm not sort of sat here thinking I'm a wizard when it comes to no, but what self-care is so things, important, but... you know, it's that whole thing of similar to what you said your mum would say to you, you can't fix other people if you're broken or, mm. you know, you're not going to try and, you're not going to try and use a drill that's got no battery. You can't use it exactly. as batteries right now. You need to recharge your batteries. You need to look after yourself yeah. as well as others. And I think, yeah, so, like surrounding yourself with good friends. Like, I'm so lucky, especially throughout this whole lockdown, particularly. I've come from a friendship group that are always there for each other kind of thing. We've done quizzes throughout lockdown, um, but we also send each other little packages or like parcels from time to time or letters just to cheer someone up. I think I like that. I'm quite sentimental. So if someone sends me, like my friend sent me a bracelet, I'm wearing it as an anchor at the minute. But obviously that's always going to be there. So every time I look at that, I'm going to think of her because I know that that was, you know, that's something she got me. And people will, you know, act differently to that. Someone might be like, not, you know, not care about something, but it could pick my day up. My friend sent me a kind of self-care package the other day with like a face mask in it or a letter and some photos of us. But it's so nice and it just picks, it picks people up. So I would just say do, do whatever can make you happy or bring you joy but also clear your head you know even if it's raining go out for a walk and walk in the rain all the different senses um you know it makes you feel something or you appreciate it a lot more oh yeah especially now being being in lockdown the best thing i've discovered i know it sounds stupid but have a shower and get dressed like hundred <laughs> oh, percent and also put yourself in a routine mm. i got myself out of a routine i wasn't getting up i didn't need to get up for anything so i was getting up at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon going to bed at three o'clock in the morning and that just does not agree with me some people some people are night owls or whatever it's called i'm not saying i'm an early riser because that would be lying to everyone listening but (laughs) definitely have a routine i i get up between eight and nine every day apart from a saturday because saturdays is my lucky cheat day or whatever (laughs) (laughs) my day my days have a life but 
even then, like I say, I, I plan my day, you know, um, I'll write down what I want to achieve in that day. It just works for me. For some people, it might be like really stupid, but I write down on my list to do, get up, have breakfast, have a shower. And for me, because I like ticking things off and writing lists. So that's just why I enjoy doing it. But the more you tick off, the more you feel like you actually have had a productive day and also make your bed. Me and my mom were talking about this the other day. Make your bed because a clean room or a clean mind um, it can, it just sets you up for the day knowing that you've you've made your bed because you've ticked something off on that day already and it hasn't even started yeah i mean i admit i'd literally never make my bed <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah don't get me wrong there's some days that i don't but actually i do it's so weird and there's actually research behind it that says if you make your bed you're going to have a better day than if you didn't so maybe try it <laughs> yeah. i mean by the time i go go into my bedroom I'm, I'm it's lights out i'm ready to go to sleep so i literally spend mm. no time no awake time in my in my bedroom really i definitely i do my best to kind of when i wake up i'll tidy the living room i mean i live in such a small flat that one bowl will make the place look a tip but mm. i think also get off your phone more especially now if you're feeling overwhelmed if you're feeling sad like i was the other day um, for the past few days, I think last week, I had just, it was all negative and that does impact you and it impacts your mm-hmm. mind. It impacts your being and, you know, what you think about yourself, what you think about the world and just get yourself outside again, even if the weather's crap, we all own coats. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just go out <laughs> for a walk. Um, it actually does make the world of difference. Th- those are my top ones. But like I said, I could probably sit here for an hour telling you some ways of um you know dealing with your mental health and giving advice and stuff it's been fun thank you for thank you for coming on as well it's been really cool it's been so nice to see you and catch up planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.